Hi, welcome to the Fast Life with Diabetes podcast. My name is Lucy Fisher. On this podcast, we'll discuss everything related to intermittent fasting and type 1 and type 2 diabetes. We'll share tips and tricks, and we'll reveal some of the challenges that we've all faced as we go through this journey. We'll also have some fascinating guests that will share their stories. Thanks so much for joining. It's going to be a great show. Also, before we get started, I just want to remind you that I am not a doctor. Before beginning an intermittent fasting protocol or making changes to your medication, I highly recommend that you speak to your doctor. Hey everyone, thanks for joining today. Today is a solo episode. I have been intermittent fasting for a year now, and I wanted to just provide an update on some of the things that I have learned over this year because it hasn't gone exactly how I thought it would go. In some ways it's gone a lot better. In some ways it was a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. So I thought I would provide an update for those of you that might be a little earlier on in your journeys, or maybe some of you that are also at a similar time frame and are reflecting back on the year that you've had. So let's um, go over a few things that I have noticed during my year. First, I have noticed that fasting has gotten easier over time. In the beginning, I remember I stressed a little bit about, oh, I really need to have that minimum of a 19-hour fast, and I was really watching the clock, and I was just really rigid about my fasting schedule, and I think it was even stressing some people out around me, like my partner and some of my friends. I was just very, very rigid about it. Now, I definitely try to get a 19-hour fast, and some days I don't. Some days I get like an 18-hour fast, and maybe that's, or 17 hours, because of something else I have going on that day. And I don't stress about it as much. I think in the beginning, my fear was if I don't stick to a really rigid schedule that maybe I would just give up and never do it again. But now I have a lot of comfort with the fact that I'm always going to be intermittent fasting, so I'm not quite as concerned about if one day I do 18 hours, if that means that I'm never gonna fast again. I know I'm always gonna fast, so I don't get quite so stressed out about it. And likewise, my eating window, I used to also be very rigid about when I would open and close my eating window. I always wanted to open it around nine or 10 in the morning and then close it directly after lunch, maybe around 12, 12.31, somewhere in there. And now sometimes if I have, a busy day or I have like sort of a disjointed day, I might open my window at eight in the morning, maybe go to an appointment, maybe come home and eat a lunch at one o'clock or one thirty or two o'clock, something like that, which is later than I would normally want to eat. And maybe I'll end up closing my window by three o'clock. And then the next day I might just fast a little bit longer and open up my window a little later. I don't get quite as stressed out anymore about keeping to that rigid schedule. Likewise, some days I eat in the morning and then something comes up and there's a dinner with friends or something. Maybe I didn't even know about it. And sometimes I end up eating two meals in a day. And again, I really don't stress about this stuff anymore because I just have a very high comfort level with the fact that I will always be fasting and I am not quite so concerned about it anymore. So that's been really, that's been really helpful, I think. So I didn't see that coming. I thought I was always going to be rigid, but it turns out I'm not and everything's fine. So. I think that I started to get that level of comfort maybe six or eight months into it. So it's not 
entirely a new thing, but it did take me a while to kind of let go of just quite how rigid I had been. And the next thing I want to say that's happened is number two is I still have the appetite correction. I have been eating very similar foods since my appetite corrected and I sort of gave up eating a lot of sweets and things like that. I really haven't gone back to that. On occasion, I will. Like on occasion, I might have a piece of cake or something, but it's pretty rare. And when I have that piece of cake or I have a piece of bread or something like that, I really see it in my blood sugars and I just... I'm so tired of fighting my blood sugars all the time. So I think it's both my appetite is corrected due to the fact that I've been fasting for so long and I, my body really recognizes the foods that nourish me and make me happy and whole. And also at the same time, I have come to understand and realize a little bit more what kind of foods affect my blood sugar. And I try not to fight my body so much. I think I previously had the notion and it's not incorrect it's just it's a lot harder for me to manage diabetes that yeah you can eat whatever you want when you have diabetes you just have to cover it with insulin yes that's true you can do that but it's just a lot harder it's a lot more to manage it's a lot more looking at your dexcom every five minutes and changing up your insulin and setting yourself up to potentially be on the roller coaster it's just something that i just don't have the energy to fight that fight anymore so i've stopped I have just decided that I need to stick to something that's a little bit more low carb and the carbs that I do eat, I eat them pretty consistently. Like in the mornings, I'll eat a fruit salad or something like that. And I pretty much know how that's going to go down. I take the same amount of insulin every time and I don't really have too many surprises. Obviously with diabetes, nothing is ever guaranteed and I'm about to get into that a little later, but I, I sort of understand how those carbs are going to act in my body and I'm willing to to eat those types of things and I know how to cover them. The other things that are sort of off script, I try to avoid a little bit more. I don't really crave them as much anymore. And I also know that I'm gonna pay for it with my blood sugars. And I just, I've had too many bad nights just in my life with diabetes. It's 25 years of having type one. I just, I don't have the heart or the energy to do it anymore. I have changed my perspective on how I wanna manage my diabetes. And that is to put less effort into it and have the same result. So let's just leave it at that. And the other thing, number three that has happened to me, and this is really targeted toward type ones, is sometimes when you're in your fasting period, you get a low blood sugar and you have to eat something to counteract that. In the beginning, I had been extremely focused on trying to avoid eating in my fasting period because it really frustrated me that I was trying to fast and here I was eating, whether it's glucose tabs or something else to try to bring my blood sugar back up. And I would really get upset about it and really beat myself up about it. And sometimes I would let a blood sugar of like 60 just ride and try to bring, it would come up, it would take a while, but it would come back up again. And during that time I was like kind of uncomfortable. And now I sort of stopped fighting that. So now if I see my blood sugar dipping, I'll just take a glucose tab and I won't really think too much about it. And I don't, I don't beat myself up about that as much anymore. I don't feel like the fasting is not working because I've had to do that. And like I said earlier, in terms of like being more flexible with my fasting periods and my eating periods, I know that I'm always gonna be fast. If I have a glucose tab, it doesn't destroy anything. It doesn't change the fact that I'm always gonna fast. And I just have to do things my way because I have type one. Anybody who has type one that's fasting, you get it. So I've, I've, 
I've been I've been a little bit more kind to myself when it comes to the low blood sugars. And another thing that has happened in terms of eating during my fasting period, which sounds odd, but that's what it is, is there are certain activities that I can't do well in a fasted state. For example, swimming. So when I go swimming, if I'm fasted, there's no insulin on board, nothing. I usually swim at night. So by that point, all the food is out of my system, all the insulin is out of my system, and I'm just getting in the pool to swim 30 minutes or something like that. Not even heavy swimming, just light swimming. But for me, and everybody's different, every body is different, it causes me to go low without fail every single time if I don't eat something before I get in the pool. So before I get in the pool, I'll usually pop two or three glucose tabs and I might eat a little bit of a wrap, like half a wrap or something like that. And the wrap, the reason for the wrap is I, the glucose tabs will get me up, if I'm at a blood sugar of let's say 100 for argument's sake before I get in the pool, the glucose tabs will bring me up to 150, 160, somewhere in there, which is a really good starting point for me when I'm in the pool. And then by the time I get out of the pool, that wrap, that longer acting carb will have started to kick in and it'll keep me steady during my swim, get out of the water, end it around 120 or so, get out, give myself some insulin for the insulin that I missed when I swam and for any residual carb that's in my system. And I just go about my day and it's usually pretty smooth when I get out of the pool. This took a lot of trial and error. But anyway, my point is when I swim, I have to eat something before I swim. So yes, I wanna be fasted, but like everything else with type one, I can't do it perfectly and I don't beat myself up over it anymore. I was trying for a while to swim without eating something ahead of time and that really just did not go well. And I have listened to my body and have decided it's okay. You gotta eat a little something when you go swimming. It's more important to me to have the benefits of swimming, exercising, working out my joints, keeping my body loose is more important to me than having an uninterrupted fast. So I've made that decision and I'm totally comfortable and happy with that decision. So that's what I do. Number four is my blood sugars are still a mystery. Yes, they have gotten much better. Yes, my insulin needs are way down, but I also still have bad days. I thought fasting, and in the beginning, I think there was, I had a lot of hope around this is, how I'm going to manage my type one forever. And I'm really not going to have very many blood sugar issues anymore because I'm not eating. So during this period, I should have no insulin on board and it's just the basal running. So I should really, in theory, have perfect blood sugars when I'm fasting. In reality, that doesn't happen. Every day is different whenever I'm doing any sort of physical activity. Sometimes it hits me differently on one day than another day. Sometimes the food I've eaten during my eating window hits me differently on one day versus another day, even if it's the exact same food. And I've realized that I always knew this, but I have come to understand and just really accept the fact that type one diabetes in particular is very volatile. Your blood sugars are going to be volatile. And I try my hardest to keep my blood sugars as steady as possible. I really do. I'm on my Dexcom constantly. I'm on my pump constantly. I'm looping. I'm always messing around in the algorithm with my settings. I'm trying to eat a very low carb diet. I am really trying to do everything right, but you know what? I still have some bad blood sugars. I just can't, I can't explain it. It's just, I've just accepted the fact that this is type one and 
this is my body. Some people, and I, you know, I see people on Facebook, they have days, months that they string together and they have, you know, they're 100% in range, 98% in range for long periods of time. And their range might be 70 to 120 or something really tight. And I'm like, congratulations. That's amazing that you've been able to do that. And I think every, I think the thing that maybe is a little bit misunderstood about type one diabetes, and I think it's not even talked about in the type one community. I think our bodies are all just a little bit different and everybody's blood sugars are a little bit different. And I think a lot of times type one is turned into sort of a competitive sport where we're all comparing blood sugars and seeing who can do the best job at keeping our lines straight. And I've, I've decided to drop out of the competition about keeping my blood sugars in a straight line because I've noticed that it's causing me a lot of anxiety and stress. All I can do is the best I can do. I'm doing a pretty good job. And my last A1C was 5.7. The prior one was 5.3. Yeah, it went up a little bit. I'm going to get it back down. I already put enough stress on myself. So I've decided to deal with my blood sugars as they come, do the best I can day to day, hour to hour. I try to do my best. But if I can't keep a straight line, that's okay. The fasting most certainly helps. I don't want to diminish that message at all. My blood sugars are much, much better now that I have started fasting. And in this year, they have been much smoother than they were prior to fasting. In particular, my overnights have been very good, uh, with one exception, which I'll talk about in a second. But in, in general, a few hours after I close my eating window till the time I wake up the next day and open my eating window again, my blood sugars are usually pretty good. And I couldn't have said that before, before I started fasting, when I was snacking a lot, eating late and having bad blood sugars. Overnight, usually high blood sugars due to something maybe I ate right before bed. That doesn't happen anymore, which is fantastic. It's kind of funny, I actually have a different problem now, which I'm trying to work through at the moment, which is bad low blood sugars in the middle of the night. My body between, I don't know, like 12 and 12 a.m. to maybe about 2.33 in the morning needs, and this is gonna sound really weird, no insulin. So I have my pump turned off from those hours and I still go low in the middle of the night. So I will be eating glucose tabs at one in the morning with absolutely zero insulin on board, no food in my system, haven't eaten for hours and hours and hours. It's a, it's a very strange problem to have. Talked it over with my endo and she was like, I have never really seen this before. This is very odd that you need no insulin at these hours, but you know, it is what it is. So at the moment I'm working through that. I'm sure that this won't last forever. Nothing with type one in terms of how your settings last forever. In fact, I notice I go through cycles that may last two, three, four weeks, something like that, and then my body switches things up again. Oh, you need more basal during the day. Oh, you need a higher correction factor. Oh, you need a lower correction factor. It just, it's constantly switching things up, and I have become less married to my settings. In fact, I don't hesitate whatsoever to change them anymore, and I do notice that I see fairly decent changes in my settings every few weeks. And at first I thought that was indicative of something that I was doing wrong potentially, or I just, I I was like very baffled by it. But now I've just come to accept that that's the way it goes. And it's, you got to roll with the punches. You can't try to control things with with type one. You've got to react in a lot of different ways. We try, especially as type ones, we get neurotic around control. There's only so much you control. If something's going on in the background with your body, you know, you just have to accept that and deal with it as it comes. So that's what I've been trying to do. And then lastly, number five, to end this on a a happy note, is my weight has been extremely steady. 
I keep within my goal range of 92 to 95. Again, I'm 4'11", so it's it sounds light, but I'm short. So just remember that. And I usually just stay right around 92, 93 sometimes, but it's like, it's amazing how steady my weight has been since December. And I never in my adult life have had this kind of freedom and joy associated my, with my weight. I don't stress about it anymore. I threw away all of my larger clothes. I didn't think twice about it. I never would have done that on a prior diet. Everything fits the same one day to the next. There's never any question about like, oh, I wonder if those pants that I wore two weeks ago will still fit. They'll, they'll fit. It's just not a question anymore. So I feel like in a lot of ways, intermittent fasting has given me a lot of freedom in terms of my weight. I really have to credit it for that. Now I'm 41 years old. I haven't gone through menopause yet. I don't know what's gonna happen when that occurs. So I'm hoping that, and I've heard from other people on this podcast and just other people in general, you know, that intermittent fasting can absolutely be done and keep your weight the same when you go through menopause. In a lot, in a lot of ways, I wonder what menopause is gonna be like for me because a lot of the symptoms of menopause sound very much like the symptoms of type one diabetes when you get a low blood sugar, sweating, hot flashes, and just not feeling right. And I'm like, oh, I've, you know, I've, I've had that before bring it on. So we'll see, maybe menopause will be a no big deal. Maybe that'll be one of the benefits of actually having type one is that things that seem to be a big problem for other people are like, eh, no big deal for us. So anyway, as of right now, as a 41 year old, intermittent fasting is really just working to keep my body at a very tight weight range with very, very little effort in terms of food. I just, it just naturally stays this way. I'm not fighting myself at all. So I feel really blessed and happy with that outcome. And I'm really looking forward to doing intermittent fasting for the rest of my life. This is something that I will never stop doing. And the blood sugar benefits, despite the fact that I just said that they haven't been perfect, they have been much better. So I feel like all in all, intermittent fasting has been a great tool for me and I can't imagine living my life in any other way. So this is definitely a way of life for me. So I hope this has been helpful to you and I would love to hear about your stories as you cross the one year mark. If, if you're there or if you're crossing other year anniversaries, I'd love to hear about those too. And I'm sure I'll continue to learn along the way. And as I do, I will obviously update you. So thanks for listening today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest, please email me at fastlifewithdiabetes at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.